podcast one production. Created for expectant parents, new mums, new grandparents, or women thinking about becoming pregnant. This series guides you through the highs and lows of pregnancy, giving birth, and the complexities of parenting. Welcome to Birth, Baby and Beyond with midwife Kath Curtin. Midwife Kath. Hello, Brooke. We're talking about sex. Sex after babies. We're talking about sex, sex baby. <laughs> We're talking about sex. And we've got, sex. We've got our favourite. no sex. Sue Hiscock, Dr. Sue Hiscock. <laughs> our favourite obstetrician. Yeah. Morning. Gynecologist. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, well, Sue. We're great. So this is going to be great. Sex after babies. Well, no, I told you. you it's not going to be great. <laughs> what? It's never great after babies. Well, no, I always eventually. say a bottle of oil down there and a, a few bottle glasses of wine. Of wine. <laughs> a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah, you might need both. Yeah. And time. And time, time, time. So a lot of women want to know when it is safe because some women are comfortable. I think I've spoken to someone who had sex at three weeks after I did. she had a baby. Yeah, I had you someone did. during the week who who had um, who rang me the next day and said, asked me, did she need the morning after pill because she'd had sex three weeks after. Yes. She had stitches. Oh, my God. I don't know how she did it. Oh, I'm thinking Ooh. it must be an awful lot of wine. That's all. A lot of oil. <laughs> Lots of oil. Sliding, sliding, so, sliding. Yeah, the thing, the thing is, there's a few things that change with your body. I mean, if you if you have an easy vaginal delivery and you don't have stitches or you have an elective caesarean section, then obviously you, you don't have stitches. But the hormones that keep you breastfeeding, if you're breastfeeding, make your body act like it's post menopausal. Mm. So you have no vaginal secretions. So you are it's like the Sahara, the Sahara down, d- desert desert. down there. Um, and so <laughs> the hot, windy, dry, <laughs> the dry, scratchy, scratchy <laughs> very scratchy. Right. Uh, Sahara desert. So people will say to me, what did you do down there? Because I tried to have sex and it's, I couldn't, it didn't fit. Or they just can't, um, Will penetrate. Well, they're anxious yeah, because, of course, because something weird has happened down there. That's right, and they think their bodies look odd. Yeah, um, everything's still a little bit swollen. Um, you can have a small degree of prolapse if you've had a vaginal delivery, um, and it's worsened if you're breastfeeding because everything's kind of. Hanging yeah. down around your Plus knees. You're Not tired. really, you think it is. Plus, you're tired. Oh, forget that. Forget the tiredness. I'm just Jeez, talking about the physical I stuff. I want to break down something. Yes. Explain to me prolapse. Okay. Um, when women have had babies, and there's a genetic component as well, as the baby comes down the birth canal, if you can imagine the birth canal is like a chute, highway, a chute. Okay. Okay, no, shoot, no, no, I think a, a, I think a slide chute. Okay, okay? Shoot, right. as it comes down oh, the chute, it doesn't just slither; it can kind of press on the side walls as the baby's head bring comes it down, down and drag it and drag it down. This is horrific. Okay, I, you did ask. You know, I warned you. Call the paramedic. Um, and so as the, the inside tissue drags down as the baby's head comes down, depending on your genes, behind that tissue is like, um, I don't know the right words, it's kind of like a connective tissue that connects the, the inside, of, the outside of your vaginal wall to the rest of your organs. And so if you've dragged that down and stretched that um, connective tissue, if you've got bad genes, you the connective tissue can break and then it has to heal. And if it heals sloppily, it means that women have varying degrees of, I mean, we politely call it a mobile uterus so that the ligaments on either side of the uterus are a bit 
pre-stretch from being pregnant and having a baby so that your uterus can can be hanging down your vagina just a tiny little bit. Most so it, women don't notice. Is it elastic mm. so eventually it pulls itself back up? Or If you've got great genes, yes. Yeah. And, and if not? Uh, it stays there yeah. right. and so, can get but, worse. But also some women can actually feel a little bit of a bulge. Yeah, just It causes a great amount of te- um, um, yeah. anxiety. Not everyone is so dramatic that they have to have th- surgery or anything. It's, no. It takes it's, time. It's a little bit. It? Yeah. It's a little bit after birth and... You're looking worried. Well, no wonder you don't feel like having sex. sex. You've oh, got exactly. half your uterus, a mobile no, uterus. Mobile well, it's uterus. Not, yeah. it's, uh, you can feel a bit of a lump. Everything feels a bit dry. It feels a bit weird. Women will say, I feel weird down there. And they feel self-conscious about how they look, especially if they've had stitches. And so if you're going to have sex with somebody and usually the partner's there and the partner has seen the baby being born. Well, then it's um, no big deal. Well, No, no, no. No, no, it is a big deal. Yeah. It is a big deal. I've seen... had one guy say to me, I don't want to see this because it's kind of like my f- watching my favourite pub, pub burn, burn down. Yeah. Is this real? Is, yeah, no, it's it is Men are traumatised. Some men are really traumatised. And, and I've had one man say, I don't care how you stitch her up, I'm never going near there again. No. It, yep. Mm. It, it's. I'm sure he didn't mean that under after a couple of oh, months. I think. Okay. I think it she will time. never forget. It takes time, Brooke. Okay. Some men are traumatized by just even seeing their wife in, in pain. In pain, because we, as we've talked about many, many times, there's fantasy and there's reality, mm. and even it goes through the teaching, through childbirth education teaching. Some people teach like if you just breathe, the pain will go away. Yeah, which it is doesn't. ridiculous. It, it doesn't. just doesn't. It bloody it's, hurts. It's messy. Yeah. It's messy. It's, and for a guy babies to come out dodgy looking. And for a guy to go into that with a preconceived idea that it's going to be okay and fine. And, and romantic. And romantic. And seeing his wife or partner screaming and then the baby coming out, like stretching the vagina. Tra- traumatic. Is, yeah. Most of the guys, they're... they're, they're the professionals and they're in control of their own work, mm. but being out of control, control and they can't do a thing to help. So this sex after babies, this this whole topic is actually from two sides. You've got the the male traumatized perspective sometimes, and then you've just got all the trauma of the woman psychologically and physically. And then exactly. there's okay. So then you start off plus with hormonally, the, plus hormonally. So you've got women who are tired because they're breastfeeding. The baby's demanding you know, milk, demanding a bit of them, mm. and then the so husband the wants time. a bit of them. Yeah. So yeah. basically what you're saying, it's absolutely natural not to feel like a bit of nookie oh, totally. after you've yeah. had babies. Totally. Well, and last I, time I, you my, said eight months, didn't you? Yeah, there That's was a the study other. that said, I read somewhere that said the average time that people start having sex again is eight months. Mm. Uh-huh. I think there's a logical reason why women are not interested in having sex, and I think it's a survival mechanism because mm. babies need to be very well looked after. They need to be, like, it's a very... All-encompassing, yeah. time-consuming process to bring up a baby. You don't want them actually to have another baby soon. So yep. that, in fact, I think it's a survival mechanism mother that nature. women's libido, yeah, it's mother yeah. nature, that <clears throat> women's libido disappears for a period of time because you want them to look after this baby to keep the species going. Mm. Right. So it's actually, I think it's kind of normal. Yeah. Below the waist, as Sue said, you basically... In menopause, because mm. the ovaries have gone to sleep, non eyes. The vagina is dry, scratchy, itchy. Sahara oh, wind. Sahara, Sahara wind. <laughs> <laughs> and you're sleep deprived, you know. So, and why would anyone want to have sex in that context? Yeah. And you, if you've had stitches, you're they, even at six weeks, they can still feel tender. 
Yes. Um, the natural skin healing can take up to 14, 15 weeks yeah. for the skin, the deeper tissues to heal. And so if you're feeling sort of awkward about the way you look and thinking, is any is anybody else want a piece of me? Um, and you don't really want to have sex anyway and you've got the Sahara Desert down there and you're worried about your stitches... You know, I, although I do jokingly say to someone, all you need is a good night's sleep and a glass of wine. <laughs> and um, a bottle of oil. And a, <laughs> but um, I mean, I've had women who, you know, especially if you're breastfeeding, women who can't have, physically can't have sex. Some women don't have a problem. Some women are fine with the bottle of oil. Um, and massage oil is good. Yeah. QV bath oil is good. And the... Um, Crisco uh, vegetable oil is really oh, good. So Fantastic. Cheap, you can buy it at the supermarket. Never look you at don't it feel again. like a sleazy old lady. <laughs> <laughs> and it's perfect, doesn't dry up. Very good. Um, also, v- vaginismus, that's another issue. Well, you're protecting yourself that's from... Right. Because you've tried that once. Vaginismus. Okay, Vag- vaginismus. Vaginismus. Yeah, in English what that means is that you get a protective mechanism happening to protect yourself from being hurt physically. It's like if in you put vagina. your hand on that. Yeah, if you put your hand on a hot stove, you know it's going to burn you. Yeah, yeah. So you'll automatically... St- snatch your hand away. Is this a psychological thing or a physical? It's a, it's, it's, no, it's a physical it's thing based on a protection mechanism to so that if you try and have sex and the first time you try it's a bit dry, you tend to kind of shut up shop because it to protect yourself so that it won't, you won't get hurt. Yeah, right. So, so your vagina so, clamps. Yeah, you can get this automatic clamping thing. Right. So. So some women even have that um, for a vaginal examination, don't yes. they, during pregnancy and or labour? Yes, and, and pap smears. That's another pap joy smears. for both of us. Lovely. So this is an yeah. involuntary response. So it's you're an involuntary response. Involuntary. Yeah. You have to go to a good good physiotherapist therapists who do um, pelvic floor work yes. are great at teaching people to download to that, that overactive pelvic floor. Mm. Okay. Um, and they can, you know, have sex if they want. So um, sort of jumping around, but sometimes I've seen with women with severe vaginismus in coming into labour ward and cannot be examined like literally cannot have two fingers in their vagina. Oh, this is a vaginismus but that happened before they were pregnant, uh, no, usually. Yes, yes, and then yeah. in, labor, in yes. the labour ward, they can't even have a vaginal examination. Sometimes the epidural is, is perfect for that. And sometimes it even they even override the epidural. Does it? Oh, oh, yeah. I've never seen that. Fair I have. Them. What do you do? Oh, wow. Um, we have a long conversation about all sorts of stuff. Yeah. About, you know, methods of delivery and, yeah. um, you yeah. know, making yeah. the... Yeah, looking at what works for people. Never heard of that. So you, yeah, no, never, never. Oh, it's well, relatively common. To yeah. Basically. Well, that's good to know. I've had people who've I've seen people who've have been married for years and been un- physically unable to have sex because they've got vaginismus. Yeah. For their for their married they, life, yeah, I think I think it, again we're talking psychologically. I suspect yes. it's back in the childhood where their bodies are dirty, their sex is dirty, the, um, the guilt, the guilt. There's this huge shame. guilt thing. Yep, yep shame. The, you know, and so when they actually try to have sex, they may have tried to have sex before they were married. That's naughty. Yeah, so right. if, if it's naughty, then the guilt. You, you've got the guilt thing, and so you tend to mm, um, must be terrible. kind of shut up shop. And there's also people who have vaginismus because for physical reasons, because they've got things. Like uh, the hymen is is in a funny position, or it's thicker than it should be, or um, and, and so they need an operation to fix the hymen so they can physically have sex. Amazing, yeah. which Amazing. has got nothing to do with sex after, I know. after, after it, babies, but it's, but it it's all part is of the human. Yeah. yeah, it's all, all connected. Right. So if I was going to ask you both, so you know, you've just had the baby, and for some reason, you know, there are women out there that might actually feel like a bit of sex after they have their children. Okay, fine, terrific. Yeah, just just know that that especially if they're breastfeeding, they'll be vaginally quite dry, and they need lubrication. Great, and 
contraception is another issue. But lubrication is important because until they are cycling again, and that can take months, yes. their vaginas will be, you know... Sahara. All right, can I ask, what about um, communicating to your husband's partners um, about this? Like, what, what what should we be telling them? Well, I'm going to wait eight months. Yeah. The truth. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because a lot of women come for this six-week check and they'll say to me, oh, my husband's, my husband's asking, when can I have sex again? And I said, well, is he doing the dishes? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. Uh, and then we have a conversation about, the, the foreplay, which mm. is, you know, doing the dishes without expectation, you know, picking yeah, up your not socks without I've done expectation. The dishes, aren't I yeah, a good boy? Just, just yeah, yeah. unloading the dishwasher without yeah. being reminded. Yeah, or, yeah. or being thanked yeah. and praised. Yeah. yeah, picking up the towels. Yeah. Oh, fair. Okay, so it's just literally sitting them down and saying this is what the deal is, I'm exhausted. This is foreplay. Yeah, right. Yeah. What mm. is foreplay? <laughs> doing the dishes. Yeah. Right. Picking up my dirty socks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay. Flowers, random flowers. Yeah. Taking someone, taking the baby out for three hours so that, that she can get some sleep. Psychologically in terms of a relationship, not, you know, A, not wanting to have sex, not physically not being able to, just that after Feeling having babies. Feeling awkward about their bodies yeah, too. Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. And, yeah. then, and they're breastfeeding and leaking boobs. How sexy can you feel when uh, you're leaking milk? Bring it on. Yeah, sounds mm. great. Um, but what, what are the impacts on a relationship? I mean, you would both have seen this. I mean, obviously it sounds like it could be quite traumatic the first eight months. Um, I think there's a romance about having a baby that that is beautiful but it's a romance and the it's reality yeah. yeah the realities of babies is and most women say to me it's harder work than they expect they get less sleep than they expect um and you know men will a lot of men are fabulous in the they're very supportive mm. but there's also a lot of men that think that their life won't change but um, they're also the men their body hasn't changed whereas women our bodies change so much mm. during pregnancy and postnatally and emotionally and then you have all that stuff going on emotionally physically hormonally and the pressures to be perfect mother oh instagram mm. that sort of um those lipstick pressures. lipstick day 1 yeah and the lycra yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the was it the Spanx yeah. to, to hold the tummy in. Oh, my God, I never get that Spanx stuff. Sorry, I'm... Yeah, because it just comes up and then you end up with... But well, then it rolls with, down. With I'm, other I'm, boobs. I've, I've tried them once. With back boobs. You end I've up never with back boobs. Them. I was at a wedding once and I had a pair on and... Um, Could and you breathe or eat? No, well, I walked past and Mum said, are you all right? I was like, I feel really faint. She said, get up. We were staying in the same place as the wedding. She said, get upstairs and get those bloody pants off. <laughs> and I couldn't... Yeah, exactly. No, there's good. There are good support pants where their elastics are two wasted um, pants that will hold your tummy together for the first six eight weeks while Cesarean. your body's recovering. But you actually no, whether need, it's a vaginal. Or but you need to take. It's not day one, is it? How, no. many, how many women have you seen sitting there with either a Caesar or vaginal birth with oh, with um, those stitches? things on? No, and it's like, are you okay? And, uh, uh, I can't breathe. Like, I, had get one, them off. I had one woman had bruises on her thighs because she was so determined to get these oh my God. Pre- pregnancy recovery shorts on, on, up over the... Oh, you just need the nanorundies. You, you need know, the, the nanorundies. Stop the blood I, flow I reckon when they go home... When you go home, I think it's a good time. Uh, two, and the right, two-way ten. stretch, yep. you know, the, um, the really wide, um, you know, two-way elastic-y yeah. things where you can, you know, you... They're very cheap things, so you just put them on. That, it, they're helpful. It's a hard thing to come to terms and with. And look sexy at the same time yeah, with I'm them. Sure. Not a G-string, <laughs> please. And the, and the, and the, the, um, the bras for breastfeeding, they are... They've changed, haven't they? Yeah, but they're still gorgeous. Not. Not. Oh, <laughs> mine was like... The grandmas. Mine the grandmas, was like the, um, uh, the Moscow Circus. Too, <laughs> too tense. 
And, and you know, you tell me how sexy you feel when you've had three hours sleep. Um, you're wearing breastfeeding boobs. You're holding the the, the tabs down of the bra, the bra while the down the, to your knees, down to your knees while the the but your baby sucking, and then you've got to let them your nipples dry afterwards. You've got your nana undies on. You've got your surfboard pad on because you're, you're still bleeding. bleeding. You're crying. Your you're farting. Your feet have, have puffed up because of the the um, having the baby, and you are hot. Yeah, you, you and also. When you when you're actually having sex, you, look, you start you can to leak, leak more. So it's like oh, you 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 do sometimes squirt, <laughs> sometimes can squirt. Yeah, yeah. joking. Yeah. What else do, can you do that we don't know about? Um, wow. <laughs> sleep and have sex at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> do the lot. Do the um, shopping list in your mind. <laughs> So oh. it, it takes ages. It takes months, months and months before people feel better. If they, if they different, if they don't breastfeed, if they don't breastfeed, um, your first period's about six weeks after, and so your body is back to normal much more quickly. Mm. And I think your libido returns a bit more. Right. Mm. Okay. We talked about that you, your body changes, the idea is that it changes a lot. For people who are really self-conscious about below the waist, have you heard about, like, plastic surgery to get all those things? Oh, yeah. So what's the deal with that? Oh, it's not It's not the greatest idea, but you can. I mean, having a, having a baby, the, the inside of the vagina, the length of the vagina is a stretchy object anyway, and so it's it's clearly stretches up enough for the baby's head to come down and goes back almost to where it was. Mm. It's the opening to the vagina that can, if it's a bit stretched, can make you feel like you're echoing. Um, hello, 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 hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Sahara. So, so, so you can do things like posterior repairs, which can put the opening to your vagina back to looking like it used to be. But that's an operation that you wouldn't do, you wouldn't routinely do um, until you'd finished your childbearing. Um, I would Quite a say big operation pelvic too, floor. So. Your pelvic floor exercises would probably do the trick. Wow. Instead. Okay. But we yeah, all pelvic floor now? exercises do... <laughs> Try not to squint when you do them. <laughs> I think it it's looks a weird obvious. sensation, doesn't Have it? Have you ever seen all these women at the lights going? Yeah, I do it at the lights too. <laughs> but pelvic floor exercises are really good. And you can also do your pelvic floor exercises while you're having sex. Oh, God, think if there's that. not enough to think about. No, no, because you, it, it's a two-way thing. Yeah. Because you, he got, can... Yeah, he yeah. can... He, it'll be quicker and you'll get your pelvic floor sorted. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and you get to sleep faster. I was just going to say, yeah. you could, you'd be asleep. Yeah. Be the idea Fast game's a good game. <laughs> especially, especially when you're dry. <laughs> anyway. So the, been, so the idea is that um, it's, it's totally natural not to feel like it. These are no. all the things you deal with. So basically yeah. you just need wine, some oil and... Time. And also... And um, an understanding partner. Yeah. You know, someone who sits here and goes, I get the fact that you are doing an awful lot to look after this baby and I get the fact that I'm not doing anywhere near as much, so what can I do? And in reality, um, all jokes aside, some a lot of couples are just so t- both of them are so tired. Oh yeah, they just want they're sex. both in their jammies, and you know you've just like you go to bed and you hit the pillow, you're out. At six weeks, I'd say I would think maybe less than one percent of women actually have had sex. Have had sex? Right. Oh no, they're, they're, no, no, they haven't even thought about that. Ninety nine percent of women, I say to them now, I've got to talk about contraception, and they go, I haven't even thought about it mm. because. 
the, the sex is the last thing on their mind because they are just so buggered from looking after the child. And the husbands will go, so when, when can we have sex again? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just want, some, a lot of women want to know, where, you know, when they're bleeding, is it safe to have sex after they've had the baby? That's, far, that's what a lot of... Fi- as far as getting pregnant or as No, 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 as- just, you know, the cleanliness or the, um, uh, you know, having... Wanting to have sex and and they're still bleeding. So at three weeks they still may be they're still having be bleeding. bleeding. Yeah, I mean most women bleed between four and six weeks after having a baby, and you get then it just dries light. Down. Yeah. yeah, you'll get kind of lighter bleeding around kind of three four weeks. Um, it's, it looks some, for some women. I, I think safety will they get an infection? I think it's unlikely unless one of the two has an infection to start off with. But I would think if for some people it's a personal choice that yeah, they don't want right. to have sex while they're bleeding, and other people don't mind. How much do you bleed? I mean, I'm sure it's like a scale you, of one okay, to thousand. What I suggest you do is go to the supermarket and have a look at the maternity pads. <laughs> In the supermarket. What are they, like pillows? Uh, they're like <laughs> bed mattresses. They're like, no, they're like surfboards. Um, and yeah. you need probably one or two packs of those when you're in the hospital. Um, and that's they... one in the front and one in the back. <laughs> you do. You do. You need one in the front, one in the back, because when you sit down... It, it leaks It leaks back. back, goes back. That's why there's so many sort of patches in, in the, uh, on the sheets. So you need to have one up the front, one up the back. And that's a lot of... Single bed mattresses between your legs. That's, mm. yeah, yeah, right. Okay, and so that takes a, probably a week, I think, before it's down to normal pads. And then um, when you're breastfeeding, the sucking of the breastfeeding starts the uterus to what we call involute, which means contract down. So, so often when you're feeding, you get a gush of blood as it as it contracts. As it contracts. And now you want it to contract because mm. you don't want to walk around with a uterus that holds a baby. You want a uterus about the size of a lemon. Right, so you want to get all that. You want it to contract down. And the inside of the inside of the uterus is still raw, it's got to heal, um, and it's gonna ooze, you know, for a while till it till it heals. So that's where the placenta is. I didn't design this, I'm just dealing with (laughs) the 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 (laughs) poor the poor engineering processes. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And so um, also clotting. Sometimes um, when women are sitting while they're feeding and they they start to bleed, when they stand up or go to the bathroom, they actually pass the clot. clot. Yeah. And that's Mm. sort of they they panic about that. But it's actually okay. It's it's all normal. normal. So if you if you had like one clot every day or so for the first week or so I'd call that normal. I think if you had sort of two or three clots in the morning, that's probably not normal and you need to speak to a health professional about it. And if your blood loss is like dripping, like a tap, that's not normal. Or if your blood loss smells offensive, that's not not normal. So other than that, yeah, you need to see someone. Mm. Christ almighty, sorry, but no (laughs) wonder no no wonder no one wants to have sex after children. Like there's just way too much going on. Yeah. All power to if you do, like go for gold, girls. Um, each to their Boys. own. Yeah. But lads, I think every father partner needs to listen to you both about yeah. that to really get a good concept. And, and how and how sexy do you feel? I mean, that's the issue. Is if you, part of the process of having sex is to feel sexy, and if you, you know, if, um, we talked the vision about the you know the four hour sleep and the bra, the nana's bra and the yeah. leaky boobs and, <laughs> nana's the, and the yeah. and the surfboard pad and the swollen feet. Um, mm. You know, you're not going to feel like a sexual human being. Yeah. Plus, also the the act of having a baby, as in legs open. A lot of people feel a bit that they exposed. feel exposed with that, mm. and then having sex 
betrayed by the body. Yeah, it's 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 sort of reminds them, and and that then kicks in the emotional, psychological side of um, clamping up. So when the guys often try to penetrate, there's just they just can't do it, and that then causes tension and, you know, worry. Yeah, and and then the women, women blame themselves. And you don't worry about it, ladies. I mean, take your you time. just have to take just your Just relax, be yeah. in a safe environment. Yeah. Yes, and, f- and feel, feel good about your body. There's many ways to skin a cat. <laughs> you two are hilarious. <laughs> so what are the takeouts for this in terms of, you know, sex? Don't get Wait. pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Abstinence. No, that would stuff my business up. <laughs> Don't right. get pregnant straight away after having one baby. <laughs> wait a while. Yeah, a wait while. a while. Okay. Until you actually feel good about yourself and you actually feel like you want to have a date. Yeah, and a date. You don't just hop into bed and have sex. And go, do you go want a bitch? Yeah. No, you want to have no. a date. <laughs> what, so just go and have dinner, go and see a movie. Yeah, actually yeah. get some normal Hold time. Hands. Remember the reason that you fell in love with the guy in the first place and why you got together with the guy in the first place is... And yes, the guy got together with the girl. Yeah. Is, is all of the things about them that you love, you want to remind yourself, not the dirty nappies. All right, so everything is normal. Don't rush into it, ladies. When Just you feel time. like it, yeah. yeah. And the problem is that the men are going to feel like it before the women do. 100%. Because women, you know, men, men's recovery consists of a couple of beers. Women's recovery consists of, you know, weeks to months. Yeah. Um, and some women, if they've had more stitches than they expect, if the, the postnatal depression, 10% of women get postnatal depression, um, and a lot of that is things that didn't go the way they expected. Yeah. Um, you know, you have a birth plan, which I think is probably which was like a, the pre- worst thing a precursor yeah. to postnatal depression. Mm. Um, and and most of that is, you know, that I'm going to have a beautiful four-hour labour. I won't Singing need any pain-free. Yeah. Um, there'll be no stitches. The baby will breastfeed beautifully and everyone will love me. So mm. on top of all the physical stuff, you've and got the psychological the stuff. Yeah. I feel really bad. And the baby be cute. Yeah, and, yeah, and they're not. I had the funniest thing some years ago when I was um, so doing a bit of embroidery on a lady who needed some stitches. Um, <laughs> and embroidery? I thought, God, so I didn't know you did embroidery. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm multi-talented. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the guy who was holding the baby sidled down the bed and leant over to me and looked at me and said, do you think you could do a couple of extra oh, stitches? Oh, I hate that. I hate that. Um, it's an old joke, but it's not funny anymore, is it? No, he, he wasn't joking. He no, actually I know was they're asking. not. And I so I, I looked up at the lady and said, would you like me to sew it all the way up? And she said, yes, please. <laughs> yes. And and not a word was heard from the man from then on. That's right. Look, I think, you know, it, it, as you're both pointing out, there must, there must surely we're getting more mature with regards to... Not, no, less knowledgeable. Not... Really? Yeah. It's concerning. Well, no, the thing is that years ago um, it, there wasn't the go into hospital, have the baby and you're on your own. You, when a woman went into labour, she had a baby at home, she was surrounded by her friends and family mm. and you had they had lots of babies. And so by the time you married at 18, you probably attended 20 births as a support woman. Right. And the whole family would get together. So by the time you had a baby, you knew what was going on. So the expectations were realistic. At the moment, women don't have that experience. They don't act as support people. They don't see. I mean, you can see the bits on YouTube if not. you if not. Um, but you don't actually have that experience. And so people walk into it frightened um, because they don't understand what's going to happen to them. Well, they just have to listen to the bunch of episodes that you two have had about this. I mean, <laughs> if you want a real insight into what actually happens, then you two are both pretty straight talkers. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, Sue, I don't want to be one of those people experiencing that. Like, I'm pretty thankful that I wasn't a, a settler or something and had to have that experience before I was 18. 
Well, that's what they used to do. No, and that, but and in, I mean, there was good and bad about it. But what it did mean was that expectations were, were realistic, managed. and that's why I think postnatal depression is an is an issue because people think that all you have to do is like doing a marketing plan. You, you do your plan about what's going to happen and apparently mm. writing it down on a piece of paper means it's going to work. Mm. Um, and when it doesn't, people feel let down mm. and they feel like their body, body's failed. betrayed them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they've failed. You know, something, it's like saying, well, today the weather's going to be 30 degrees. Well, hang on, it's not. God damn, it must be my fault. <laughs> mm. And also, women, also when women are having sex postnatally, because of the reasons we've talked about hormonally and, and menopause, a lot of women can't have an orgasm, can they? So. Well, it certainly feels weird. Yeah. Everything feels like odd and people say to me, I feel odd down there. So but again, it's, well, I think it's a libido really thing. Yeah. I think it's a libido thing yeah. right. uh, rather than anything else and I think if you're feeling awkward about your body, you're not yeah. really and going weight to... Loss that, you know, that you're not, not everyone get, loses weight straight Yeah, and away. you've still got a bit of baby, baby kilos that yeah. are going to go but are still there and, you know, you just don't feel like a... a Fabulous. A romp human. in the sack. You don't feel like a romp anywhere. Don't no. feel like Marilyn. You just want to go to bed. You just want to go to bed to sleep. But I could tell people, do you want contraception or do you want to just feign death? <laughs> <laughs> And I said, just pretend to be asleep. Every time. <laughs> That's right. Tappity tap, tap, tap. Well, um, midwife Kath and Sue, thank you very much for the insights about sex after babies. I'm sure everyone's pretty clear about what the expectation should be now. Like, yes. And it's good. If you've got any problems, go and see your GP, talk to your friends. Maybe not your friends. friends. <laughs> okay, no, just, no, just, 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 just talk just, to somebody yeah. who, and, and not Google. Don't doctor Google. No, no, Google. no. Right. Friends, um, uh, uh, no. Uh, GP, obstetrician, gynaecologist, midwife, maternal and child health nurse, all that. Um, but definitely uh, see someone if you're having some issues. Because a lot of these are fixable. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're looking um, for some information on contraception, then um, download the contraception episode with Kath and Sue. Yeah. Sue, Kath, thank you very much for the... Um, for the lessons, always give us insights. <laughs> no one's going to have sex anymore. No, <laughs> that's it. You're going to have to that's retire. It, both retiring. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> this has been Birth, Baby, and Beyond with midwife Kath Curtin. Birth, Baby, and Beyond is recorded in the studios of Podcast One Melbourne, Australia. Executive producer is Brooke Carrigan. Audio production by Darcy Thompson and music by Matt Nikolic. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app.